At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. Just immediately after... Dustin Johnson won the Masters, uh, second major championship, first Masters for Dustin. Uh, we can run down um, some of his career achievements and just to be reminded of how great Dustin is. But Max, I wanted you to start us off with the tweet you just sent out, which I thought was a great one. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to congratulate Dustin Johnson, who's my taller, stronger, better looking. I'll add richer and better at golfing <laughs> doppelganger. Uh, I've always been very fortunate to look somewhat like dustin johnson um his beard is thicker he is more athletic looking uh he hits it much further and straighter than i um but no it's cool i um we were just talking about this this is the fastest by the way we've ever recapped ever fastest podcast we've ever done i actually think we can remember what we had just talked about but no truly no one is more deserving not of a masters but just of like another major um it's so easy to do the recency stuff where you you remember Dustin Dustin's legacy as not winning enough majors yet he's not done. You know, I think that's what a lot of people have always said we did a podcast of the best one players only win one major and I think I had mentioned I'm not going to put Dustin in there cuz I know he's going to win another one. And after, you know, he has his Chambers Bay issue and and little like you know collapse i guess or not collapse but but you know three putt you just think man this guy just is like really underachieving and and it the career's not done he's clearly still in his prime he may have the longest prime in the history of golf and yeah so it's just good to see him win majors because that's kind of what he i guess like that's the only way he can boost his legacy his resume and it feels it feels nice to watch him because you know he's the best like this is as close to a tiger type person 
you know, him and him and Rory are the guys where you just see and you're like, yeah, you guys are different. Well, it's very it's, different. It, it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, we've we've been during the post. I'll say the post Tiger era, and and by that I mean the prime Tiger era. We know obviously Tiger just won the Masters in, in 19, but you know, following the Tiger era of dominance. And then we had that weird run where it was the Adam Scott, Keimer, Luke Donald, Lee Westwood, you know, run of, of them being number one in the world, which outside of Adam Scott, I don't really feel like any of those guys, you know, kind of command maybe the the respect of great, great, great players. You're America biases. I, I understand. Okay. I'm, from, <laughs> I'm from America. It's a fact. But I mean, I'm just saying in terms of when you look at those guys and, and no and Andy Johnson, don't yell at me, but, you know, they're not in the top 20 best of all time kind of conversation. And now we've had Dustin dominate for the longest, right, of this of this crop of players. We had Jordan Spieth put on a, a run in 2015 that was one of the best years we've ever seen in all of golf ever. We had we saw Rory at his best win three events in a row, including a major, and go on the run. He went on in 2014, and then we of course we had Kepka. But to your Dustin point, it the thing that is the most impressive about Dustin is just the continued consistency year after year after year. I mean, you go through his run right now. He's got, he's got 24 PGA tour wins. Okay. Shout out to Kobe. He's got two majors, six WGC wins, six FedEx cup titles, including of course the FedEx cup this year. I mean, you know, this is, this is super duper 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 star stuff. And I really do think Dustin is now inching into that. Is he a top 10 all timer guy? And I mean, his career is not done. This is, this is only going to make it easier for Dustin to win other stuff. Yeah, uh, that, that's the resume is a joke, you know, and and that's. I think we've mentioned a lot, a lot gets kind of put into majors, a lot of stock gets put into majors. I would say having two is significantly more than than one. It's literally double. Um, but I, I mean that in the sense that there are some guys who have won one that you wouldn't you look at it in different breasts, right? I mean, you could think of names like Sean McKeel and Todd Hamilton have won one major. You wouldn't put them in the same uh, realm as Dustin Johnson. Um, and yet people just like to really only focus on major championships. And it's kind of why I've always backed Dustin and, and loved Dustin's um, body of work because it is, as you would just refer to, it's expansive and it, the longevity is incredible. And I know he went on that run where he won a tournament a year every year for you know, nearly a decade. And that stuff is we we've been kind of spoiled by a tiger woods. That's not normal. That, that playing that well for that long is not normal. Making golf look this easy is not normal. And it was about time. Dustin got his second and, you know, it's a very fitting champion, uh, any year, but this year I was a little worried considering it was in November and you, you could get a random ish master champion. I felt like when I got there, like I was like, man, like this doesn't feel that big without the fans, right. without the patrons. Patrons, it doesn't feel like a real um, the or like the April Augusta because it just was really soft. So, man, you could get a me winning that thing, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't put an asterisk, asterisk on it, but I know people would, and I wouldn't blame them. So it's good that we have a Dustin winning this one too. World number one. No one's ever. Yeah. No yeah. one's ever going to look at that and be like, oh, you know, no, that was an, Masters off was an off year. This was overdue. And there's also, you know, I don't think Dustin bucks under pressure either. Um, I know he's had his weird mishaps, but I don't think any of that was from the fans, you know, 
causing him to be uneasy. I think he's pretty much the most easygoing guy. So I think this was this was perfect for this year, and I think it's just perfect for him. I know I feel like we all care a lot more than he does, but um, I know this this adding to it. He even said, I think you know you kind of hear that like he even got misty eyed coming up eighteen, which is really cool to hear because for someone who's had a stellar and like you said probably top ten player of all time. At the end of the day, maybe top five at the end of his career, he he has like left some to be desired. Right. And yeah, yeah. you want to think that, oh, he doesn't care at all, but he has to care a little bit. And he did, you know, by saying that he this meant a lot to him. And I, I think that's really cool. And again, as we talked about before, it ain't done yet. Like what holds him back from winning the next X amount? We talked so much about Bryson and Dustin is just the guy that that's always there. You're always, he's always going to be one of the favorites to win any golf tournament, but especially the majors. Yeah. I, I, uh, just to, I mean, going over his year, which is really, really wild. Weird I mean, 2020 has been a weird year for us all. I would say 2020 might be one of the weirdest Dustin Johnson golf years ever. I mean, he wins the travelers in this return to golf, right? So we come back to golf in, in June. He wins the travelers. How long ago in, does that, that was, like that was late June. Feels like that was two years. Ago. Shoot sixty-one in the third round, remember? And it was just like weird, you know. I mean, how what's he gonna do? How low is he gonna go? And then the memorial shoots 80-80 and misses the cut, shoots 78 in the opening round of the 3M. And it looked like it was gonna be at 80. I think he finished like par birdie to shoot 78 and WDs. And then goes absolutely nuclear, shoots 30 under at Boston at the Northern Trust, of course, wins the tour championship in the FedEx Cup. And now he's claiming this. And I just wanted to go back, considering the year, and we're talking about 2020, just want to go back to the PGA Championship. These were the quotes Brooks Kepka said after the third round. He said, I've, I've been in this position before. I've capitalized. And I don't know about the leaderboard. He said, DJ's only won one. And now Dustin Johnson has something that, you know, Kepka does in a, in a green jacket. But you said something very interesting. You said, you know, Dustin's career achievements and how he does it. You mentioned Bryce. And I talked about this on the shotgun start. I was on the shotgun start after the third round, one of my, my favorite golf podcasts out there. And I said, you know, we talk so much about what Bryson has done to his body and, and his transformation to power, right? Power Bryson. And while Bryson didn't have a great week at the masters, you know, Dustin, this has been the recipe Dustin has brought to golf tournaments for a decade, right? Is I'm going to overpower every golf course and I'm going to hit driver everywhere. And I'm going to lean on my ability to be stronger and fitter and flexible and all of those words to dominate golf tournaments. And, and he dominated Augusta national the same way. So the reason, uh, Jordan Spieth's my favorite golfer of all time is because he went toe to toe with the Dustin Johnson's and the Rory McIlroy's of the world in their, you know, they, they were obviously playing great golf and he dominated them. I mean, he really did. He won three majors in a year or two majors in a year, but, uh, was running off. I think he had four, four major championships, um, he was number one in the world, and he's doing it against these guys who had it significantly further than him. And I could gain distance here and there, but it's going to be hard to ever gain, like, you know, the speed that Dustin Johnson has, right? So you look at someone like Jordan, you're like, wow, that is incredible. Now, Jordan did then go, I would say chase is the wrong word, but he tried to gain more distance. And we're now seeing all these people trying to gain distance because what Bryson's doing, and, and not just what Bryson's doing, but what Bryson's proving is that it, the further you hit it, uh, makes golf just so much easier. Well, you could argue that dust or that Jordan did a lot of that because of what Dustin was doing and what Rory was doing, where he would play alongside him and realize, man, I need to play really great golf to just compete with these guys with where they're playing from. So the blueprint has always kind of been the same, hit it as far and as straight as you can 
there's going to be courses like Augusta that lends itself to even further because the accuracy, uh, the fairways are so much bigger. But Tiger did it. We were talking about Snead did it. Nicholas did it. Everyone's done it. And Dustin's done it too. So Dustin's had this blueprint. He's not really needed to chase a whole lot of distance, even with Bryson doing all this, because he's still in that same realm of, of power and speed. He is as complete a player as you can imagine at this point. That's why I think he really is as close to a Tiger as, as I've personally seen. Um, he obviously hasn't won as much as Tiger. I, I, you know, Tiger has that it, whatever the it factor is. Tiger just made the putts, the shots when he needed right. to. And I don't, I don't know how to quantify that. So you can't compare the resumes, but you can't compare the, the golfer. And I think they're pretty damn close because, you know, Tiger in 2000 was driving the ball as straight and as far as anyone in the world, both, you know, both ways. And, and Dustin is up there, too. He's hidden every fairway in a major championship. I mean, you and I were laughing. I mean, we watched the, the back, the second nine together, excuse me. Nice. We watched Good the save. second nine together uh, on the couch, just had it on TV. And, you know, I mean, every Dustin drive is this five-yard cut in the middle of every fairway. We're laughing by the end of it. I mean, the one he hit on on 18, it was just a joke. I mean, yeah. you're, you're telling me, you're like, he's up by the bunker. He's got wedge in. Uh, Justin yeah, Ray. answer hit four iron, and I know he probably didn't hit a great, <laughs> maybe hit the tree, but like he, he's literally hitting five clubs, six clubs less than him. Um, Justin Ray, you know, ju- at Justin Ray Golf, who's always a great follow, just some stats from the week, and then I want to get into your week um, at Augusta for the first time playing in the Masters. Fewest bogeys ever by a winner. Dustin had four. Lowest Masters score ever, 20 under. Ties most greens in regulation the last 35 years. He had 60 greens in regulation out of 72 holes. 11th straight round for Dustin under par at the Masters breaks Tiger's record of 10 and largest margin of victory since Tiger won by 12 and 97. So all of those, you know, all those work. Are we, uh, are we, do you think we're going to put a scoring record? Uh, asterisks? Like a, maybe not asterisk, but like this is the November scoring record. Do you think that'll be a thing? I do. And do you think that's okay? Uh, I think it's okay. I, I mean, if it was, if, if Fred Ridley called me and asked my opinion, I'm probably not going to wait on that phone call. But if, if that was the call that came in, I would probably oh, say your don't. phone, your phone, your phone. No, 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 no. That was just a text from my idiot friend asking <laughs> if we're watching football. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I would say don't do it just because I think one of the amazing things about the masters is it all kind of feels the same. I mean, even 13, right? We keep talking about the 13th hole and moving the tee back. And I mean, you know, I think, JT bogeyed it twice. Rory makes a six one day. Or, sorry, I think Rory bogeyed it twice before he made birdie today, and, and he had an eagle putt. I mean, the hole's only, what, 515, 520, but it's a hole that stands up because it was great course design. I feel like the Masters is one of those places that it, it doesn't let those types of things play in that much, but I do see this being one of the instances where they could go, we had one Masters in November, and the course played a lot different than we wanted to play in April, and, and then that's why you see... Uh, you see the score get to where it was. But, Max, you played in the Masters. That even feels like a long time First ago. First Masters for you. I mean, you missed the cut on the number, which, to that's be fair, kind of my MO, kind of, guys. That's kind of been your 2020 theme. Unfortunately, I know that's not something you're that excited about. But, I mean, right there, you shoot uh, an opening round that was solid, great finish after you started on the back, I believe, on Thursday. You made uh, a double on 12, and then you make four birdies in a row. That was the, the the round that got weather delayed and you had to come out early. But just in general, can you just this clue us in that we'll never a maybe go to Augusta National or obviously play in the Masters, what the week was like, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything? Yeah, it, I mean, it was an uh, unreal week. I, I feel I, I need to play again because I need to play with with the people there. I, I want to play. I, I'll touch on the course really quick. Um, you know, it was obviously soft and they got a bunch of rain. 
the week of. But see, the the issue. I was watching older masters that rained and you could still hear the golf course, um, the firmness, like you could still hear the ball. It wasn't doing what it was doing this week where it was like kind of just plugging. And the reason is, is they oversee this golf course. And when you oversee, you need tons of water to bring the grass back. So the problem is, is that they're watering the golf course as much as possible to get the grass to grow back. Right. And then you add any rain, even if there was no rain, you add any rain and the there's it's already so saturated that it's just going to get softer and softer you can't do anything about that so that's the thing about this november is they couldn't fire the course up no matter what if it if, if there'd been no rain for for it two doesn't months matter. yeah it would have felt a little bit different yeah i don't think it would have felt that much still would have been you know the soft the course obviously wasn't all the way back we were playing with bermuda in the fairways which is rare the greens even had a we're spotty now they're still 10 times better than most any greens I've ever played, but you just can't make them a whole, you can't put a lot of fire into a golf course when it's just coming back. Right. That's why doing it at a different time of the year is always going to be, have different results. If you were to move most any golf tournament and change the date to around this time, it's going to play softer. So I didn't get like the Augusta that I've known, even some putts that I know I've never been here before, but I've seen they're just not as fast. You could kind of get away with certain spots being above the hole. I had a shot on three on Friday that like I was a A1, 10 out of 10 shot from the rough and it was 20 feet short. And I know I told Joe, I said, I couldn't bring myself to hit that a lot harder because I've seen this shot and it's hard to stop it right. anywhere near the <laughs> hole and it just doesn't go. So you have moments like that. But real quick, I want to cut in for there just for a second, because I have always wondered and you can answer this question, I guess a little bit different because, again, it's a different date. But the shot on 11, the second shot on 11 and even the tee shot on 12. Okay. I mean, I've never played Augusta. I've obviously never played Augusta in a masters. Um, we hear about the wind swirling and all those things, but I've always felt like the 11th hole, the second shot on 11 gets more respect than maybe it deserves because of history. Right. I mean, you have watched, let's say you've watched 20 masters, right. And you know that 11 can get you, even though we rarely see guys. I feel like drench it anymore. People bail right. Rory did it today. He hit it right of the green. You know, Dustin hit it right of the green as well. It, when you're standing over shots, when you're playing the golf course, is there is there extra respect because of you having historical knowledge of the golf course from watching the Masters? No, I'd actually say it's more so um, the the demand of the golf shot is is, is so high. Um, the pin was on the left the first day, and you can bail on, on right the first day on eleven. On eleven, okay. You can bail right. I bailed right. I hit a terrible iron shot, and but I have a you know fairly benign chip down the hill. It's like a normal bump and run. But then the second day they put the pin on the right, and now if you're right, it's a very difficult shot. So now you kind of do have to take on that pin, and by take on, I mean you almost want to be left of that pin. And I pull it, and I go in the water, and it was a bad, bad, bad golf shot. But that's the respect you're giving the hole. I wouldn't say it's based off of knowledge or or past knowledge it's based off of the actual golf shot the hole is you know you could hit a great drive down there and i had seven iron when i hit it in the water which is a pretty decent drive and it's just a small target you have the world right but to those right pins the world right doesn't do a lot of good because now you got to bump it into the hill and the green's running away from you going towards the water and it's just a very demanding chip so you 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 give it the respect when the pins on the left just because you can uh, and again, it, you see worse shots because it's just a really hard golf shot. You're hitting downhill. The wind is swirling. The green is not big at all, uh, at least in the section you need to land it in. 
and you see so much fairway right that like it's just very appealing to right whiff it out to the well. Right. You, I mean, you said that about twelve too. I mean, you said when you were playing your practice rounds at twelve, you were telling me earlier you felt like kind of and not what's the big deal here. No, but, it, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. You you said it changed right when the tournament you can got going. see yeah you can see why it's hard obviously like for a righty a miss is short right in the water and long left is in maybe the bushes for one right handed golfer is super handsome, um and <laughs> but when you're playing it it felt a lot like seventeen at TBC Sawgrass when you play the practice round it's like this hole is not much and then you get in the tournament and you're really calculating like like I was mentioning before is it three miles an hour downwind or four <laughs> like it becomes very you start to realize just how precise was it you weird to be. was it weird what you felt on Thursday yeah. versus the practice rounds yeah 12 I did feel you know I made a great par on 11 and I was nervous to start the day now again I told Joe I said this is great there's no people here because I was half as nervous as I probably should be but I was still pretty nervous and I waited till three to tee off you know so this is a long long day and uh waiting around to you know kind of check off one box of like a dream of mine and uh i get to 12 and i definitely felt more you know i was in between clubs all of a sudden and the wind feels down but it doesn't feel that down and i was first to tee yeah i was first to tee off and i did not hit a good shot but it wasn't as bad as it came off and i hit it and i pull it a little with the longer club which is always bad obviously but you can see it in the air like wow that wind is just carrying the i mean my ball was like 18 yards past pin high and you're like, wow, I didn't hit that that bad. So then the next ball we hit, because we end up, you know, playing a lost ball, I just hit a normal pitching wedge that flew there easily. And you're like, geez, like way, you know, I was way off on that. But you definitely felt the nerves too. And then probably some adrenaline made that ball go further too. So those two holes, that wind, the wind aspect of it is not under underrated. Like that is a big deal. And um it makes those shots again from Wednesday to Thursday feel a lot more demanding and a lot like there's a lot more like trickiness going with it you know you feel like you're much more uneasy when you're standing over him just because now you realize there's consequence we're going to take a quick break and be right back at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. You talked a lot about having that moment in the last podcast. I think it was 11, right? You said yeah. you're just kind of like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe this is actually yeah. happening. Did you have a tournament moment? Did you have a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing, you know, playing in the Masters right now. Did you have a moment like that during the week at all? I don't know if I had it quite, I guess, as the question is asked. But I did have the pinch me moments. I birdied four in a row on that Thursday. And I was like, dude, you just birdied four holes in a row at the Masters. Like, it was pretty cool. You know, I... I hit the shot on 13 on 15 on on Friday um, that, you know, I hook it around the tree to like 12, 15 feet. And I'm like, dude, you're hitting like shots that you've seen so many times and wondered how anybody can do it. So I had moments like that. I didn't ever had the moment of you're at the Masters. I do feel like that's where the patrons make you gotcha. feel that. Um, but you still every day driving in is is is. A little bit of a man i can't believe i'm here correct parking know? lot and everything too yeah i got i started getting the lot down you got a lot you got pretty locked in at yeah, the end i, got huh? it. I knew, you just keep driving <laughs> <laughs> you know where you, you know where you go and it's your first masters wherever yeah. the parking lot yeah. is from the the furthest walk furthest away. walk that's and, what and i gotta you're do cool with it um so yeah there wasn't like the holy cow it's the masters feeling but there were a lot of holy cow i'm at augusta national gotcha that was the cool stuff um what hole from the week practice round playing surprised you the most compared to what you either thought it was going to play like thought it would look like or even this could go either way it could be way easier and, and less wide or or less tight you know either way you can go but what hole do you feel like there is the most surprising to see in person play in the tournament versus what you've seen for all the years playing on tv yeah nine nine uh you know, is my favorite hole in the front. It's probably like my second favorite hole in the course wow. now. I just like the design of it. The tee shot is sneaky demanding, but it's a pretty big target, even for someone like me who cuts it. Um, but no matter where your drive goes, you, you're at least, you have to hit it really far to get on the flat, flat. But like you're hitting a downhill, funky iron shot to a green that like requires a lot of precision. I really enjoyed that hole so much more than, there's no hole at Augusta that's a throwaway hole, but when you're watching on TV, it doesn't feel like it's got all that much going on. And it wasn't even firm this year, and I still thought it was really cool. Um, you know, tee shots like two are so much harder than you think. They're a lot more narrow. Um, the second shot is so hard uh, as far as, like, you know, it's just a ball position. Where the ball is, you know, 13 is like a baseball second shot, you know, and you're aiming in the, in the creek or right of the creek, and you have to just trust that it's going to come back. And it's just a, it's a trip, you know, it's hard to, I looked up on the pin was front ish, right. And I needed to go on a run on Friday and I'm in the middle of the fairway and I have a, an organic substance on the side of my golf ball and nice. I have to aim for a little further, right. And I'm standing over the ball and I'm looking up and I'm aimed like over by 14 T <laughs> and it's like, it's 30 yards right of the pin, but you know, it's going to come back. The ball's up by your eyes. And so stuff like that, that you're just like, gosh, that's just, it's so much harder than it looks like on TV. It just now I hit two awesome shots and you can pull them off and you that's why you make the Eagles, but you can also see why someone hits this really funky looking right miss or or even a big pull like it's just so much more demanding everywhere around. Even 16, 16 I played the best of the week 
Um, but where you can put those pins, like today, the Sunday pin up, or this year's Sunday pin up top right, it's such a small area. And then you're dealing with the wind, and then you're dealing with it's a little further, so it's like a seven iron in. And um, there's just certain holes that, again, I don't think anything surprised me crazy because we've just seen this tournament so many times. I feel like I feel like I'm a member at a golf course I've never, you know, I'd never been to because right. I just know all of the course. shots. But there's little sections where they put pins three, where they put the pins on three every day. It's just like it requires so much thought on the tee. Like, are we going to lay up so we have a full number in? Are we going to driver and have a kind of an awkward fifty yard shot in? And then they put the pins on the very front middle, and you're like, like I don't know if I want that 50 yarder. Um, but then if you lay back, it's you know demanding second shot. So it's just it's holes like that too, where you just move the pin a little, and all of a sudden, the earlier in the week it was just bomb a driver and flip one on there. And now it was like, geez, like I don't really it's totally different now. Strategy. I now I got to yeah, totally change my strategy. So it's stuff like that, and that's the beauty of the golf course. That's why it stood up. I know that the scoring record got broken this week, but the cut was still even. It was a wild, um, a wild uh, place to be at when it's it's when it's at its easiest because it still wasn't. It was relatively easy. It was not easy. Uh, you're uh, you're scoring 13 through 16 um, yeah. for two rounds. Do you know what it was? No, but that was the only spot I didn't screw up. So. Seven, seven under. Yeah, you, you birdie 13 through 16 on Thursday, and you played it three under on Friday, 13 through 16 when you needed to make a run. So you know, I'm following along. This Masters thing has where you can watch every player hit every shot, which is so wild. And, of course, I do the uh, – uh, I, I unfortunately have to give Louis C.K. A, a bump on this because this was a comedy thing he did. But Louis C.K. always talked about how we complain about things two seconds after they yeah. we even realized they existed. It's about, like, Wi-Fi on the flight, right? Yeah. He's like He's, like, didn't even know Wi-Fi flying was a thing, and then it's, like, 20 minutes later, and you're yelling at the flight attendant because yep. the Wi-Fi went down. <laughs> um, but I'm watching it, and there's, like, moments where – it's taken a while for your shot to show up and I'm kind of living and, you know, dying. I'm like, let's see what he does. So you birdie, you need to make, go on a run to make the cut. You birdie 13, you birdie 15, you birdie 16 and, uh, and you get to 18 and that pin was back. And I've been watching a lot of players throughout the day, you know, have it on all these screens or whatever. And the pin was way back and nobody was getting it there. And you pipe a drive. I'm assuming you're thinking something similar, right? You're thinking I got to make three. Yeah, I thought I honestly, I thought the cut was going to be one under, which ended up, you know, being T50 was even. So it was pretty close. So I thought I might need an eagle, but I definitely knew I needed at least a birdie. So I'm standing in that fairway, and it's not a shot that you want to have to make birdie to to that pin, especially because, again, like it's way more uphill than you think uh, on the on the stance. Like you're, you're, it's the, you know, you're, and when the when you're hitting uphill off of an uphill lie, the ball tends to go left. Uh, cause your hips stop and your hands have to flip over. Like, so that's why most people will play a draw on that shot. And the first round I had uh, a little in between clubs, but I did that. I hit a really good seven iron. It just went up and hooked and, uh, ended up being okay. But it was just like that. I learned, you know, pretty quickly, like why that shot is difficult, especially again, if the pin's not in the bowl. So now, you know, I need to make a, at least a three, maybe a two and, uh, you got to take it on. And, and I made probably my best, one of my best swings of the week. Um, but yeah, again, with no fans, I mean, it's going right. At the pin Joe, when it came down, thought he's like, I think I like, he's like, I thought that might've gone in the hole. And I <laughs> thought the same thing. It really was a beautiful golf shot. And then it's long, um, which was crazy. But yeah, at the time, you know, obviously then I have to click into like, I need to make this to have any chance, uh, the chip, but I, I still thought one under would probably be the cut and I was wrong, but it's not, I fortunately didn't like, it's not like I wasn't trying to make birdie. Right. So, um, that was, that was, I guess the one good news of that, but yeah, it was, uh, 
It's always fun to hit shots when you need to, when you're a little nervous. Um, I thought you chipped it in. I it thought was, I chipped it in. That, that, like, it's funny. Of all the weird stuff that happened, as far as like when you look back and you miss a cut by one, as I am probably the most experienced on tour, in, <laughs> is like you can look back at so many shots. And like the first one that came to mind was like I had a really bad lip out on eight that day where it like legitimately maybe more than 360 the hole. Right back. And I missed a short one on nine for birdie. But that, for some reason, the chip is what lingers in my head because it was my last hurrah. Uh, at, at making the cut and making making a birdie on the last and I had a really good chip and I, I I definitely missed it left of where I I thought it if I hit it where I thought I needed to hit it I it, you know we read it right so but it always looked like it might have a chance might have a chance might have a chance it's like fighting to get in the left side of the hole and obviously missed it so it sucks to look back and think man you're like an inch or two away from right making the cut um but you could do so many I mean I shouldn't double I made three doubles and stuff so it's not like that was the hole, but that's the one that like sat there. I'm like, man, like if I could have just had that chip going, it would have been such a cool moment in my life because it was a good chip and it was a good, uh, it was a well-played hole. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Those back pins are just hard to get back to on 18. You're, you're, you have to swing semi-defensively just because it's such a difficult golf shot. And then you have to say, okay, now I actually have to hit this thing close, close. And it's just, uh, it's, it's just Augusta National. It's just cool. Any any hole really out there, if you if you start to get a little greedy, you're taking on a lot of risk, no matter what where the pin is or what the what the hole is. Uh, I'm gonna go through some uh, some questions, quick questions for you. They're not flights just yet, but they one of them might creep into flights. So just know you're you might be stepping on your own territory. It's okay. We're gonna go through favorites, favorites of the week, favorite of your first master. So we're gonna start with, and I think you already said this on the last podcast. So I think it's 13, but favorite hole at Augusta after playing it. 13, nine, like I said, nine went way up in my book. Um, the second shot on 15, I told Joe after the first day, I hit a good four iron, um, just long middle, and I told him I was like. I don't know what it is about that second shot, but it just like it, it your 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 blood pressure goes up. It's oh. just a very well, scary. Well, the green looks shot. tiny. It looks tiny. You're hitting a very long club, in at least this year, and it's just it's a little downhill, which always makes things look more difficult. And you can't miss it. Like you have to flush it. And um, so that was cool. Like 13 uh, is my favorite hole. It's like the most perfectly designed hole. Because again, like if you put the tee back like eight yards you can't really hit the drives we were hitting right you'd have to really sling it but where they had it up you could go over the tree and i fortunately had two good drives there um and the second shot's really really hard and it's fun so i think it's more fun to hit the second shot on 13 and i also think that if you mess up the second shot on 13 you can make a par 15 you feel like if you mess up that second shot you're you're really you know you're gonna have to grind you're gonna have to drop in some weird spot and hit a great hit a shot, great like wedge or like yeah so Saturday. So 15 went up in my book, maybe not as my favorite hole, but just as a holy cow, like this is a very difficult t shirt or a second shot. Um, you know, I, I again I think I referenced this on the other pod, but the t shot on 17 is so much harder than it it seems. It's so straight, but it feels like a dog leg left. So it just kind of gets in your head. 18's fairway is so narrow. But yeah, I don't think I I think my favorite hole is still 13. Favorite t shot? Uh favorite t shot. Ooh. I never hit it well, but I do think two is probably the best okay. tee shot out there. You really have to, and 18 too, because even coming down, you know, I, uh, you know, it was my last hole both days because we had the rain delay or the, the, the darkness delay. And so you're, you know, you always want to finish the day well. And, you know, coming down on, on Thursday and it was, I knew it was probably gonna be our last hole and I got to hit this drive is in the dark, but it's so narrow that it's just such a like demanding tee shot that you enjoy it. And then obviously my final hole on Friday, uh, same thing. Like you got to hit that fairway because there's not much you can do if, if you don't. And it's just such a, such a crazy, uh, 
look up that fairway, you see nothing. Like you see these two massive bunkers and a very little bit of fairway and a lot of trees. You know, <laughs> you just see a lot of trees. Uh, so that, that I, I think that the, those holes went up by two, but two and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite par three? Uh, my favorite par three. I mean, I have to say sixteen because I played it two under. I guess, but um, fair point. My favorite par three. I think six is a phenomenal hole. I mean, I missed. I missed a uh, it, where my ball landed on Friday. If it if it lands a yard forward or a yard right, we have probably twenty feet for birdie, and then ended up rolling down the hill, and I have fifty feet up like a hog's. It was. Back. I mean, it was so close, Max. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. didn't watch it, but it landed literally landed on the hill, and the announcers. I believe the announcers kind of called it good. You know, yeah. Like, All right, it bounced because it, it, it took kind of, forever it kind of to start forward. moving. And then, oh, it, and then, and then, then it then never stops moving. Even. It's still rolling right now. Then you think you could still put it back to your feet. <laughs> and and then again, like you have a left pin that's a little bit more, um, looks better to your eye, but I pulled it a little the first day and I had a really awkward chip. Unfortunately, it had a good one, but you, you're in a weird spot. It's just the green complex. It reminds me of seven at Pasa Tiempo where there's a lot of sections. And if you miss the section, doesn't matter how easy that pin was. It's going to be really hard to make par. Um, but 12, it's hard to say 12 is not your favorite. It's it's the, like we talked about, it's the most benign looking hole. And then you get in the term and you're like, I get it. I mean, the best golfer of all time at a 10. Today. Right. Correct. And it's just, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy cool short par three, but six is close. The design of six, I think is, is, I think if you put 12 on the front, it would still be one of the coolest holes in the world. I'm not sure it would get all the credit. That it does because a lot of twelve is the pressure you feel, right? And and it's what you and I talked about. We were talking about it before we started the podcast about the finish of Augusta National. And again, this is this is critiquing. I guess even if you call it critiquing, this is critiquing what I would say is the best tournament golf course <laughs> yeah. on the planet. And I would say it's consistently been the best tournament golf course since the Masters started. But I've always, you know, Dustin has a big lead, and this happens every Masters when somebody has a big lead. I mean, you go to Spieth. You know, when he had when he made all those birdies on the back back in what was that, 17 or 16 or whatever. And then you've got uh, Rory, obviously, with the big lead. But if you can get through 12, I just feel like you kind of are good. Yeah. And I wish there was one more hole out there on the back that could lead to a seven or an eight. And I know people are going to say 15. And I and I agree with you that 15 we've seen. But, you know, if you know you can't, it's easier to play 15 strategically not to make. You know, Dustin did it today. He laid up. I, I would bet you that all the big numbers on 15. I would bet you all if you go through historical numbers, if you look through all the all the numbers of all the guys that made triples and quads and tens and elevens or whatever the highest number is on 15, I would bet you most of those happened the first three rounds and not the fourth. And again, I bet you most of those things happened when you were pressing, when you needed to make three, when you had to make birdie because you've got to take that shot on. If you know you can make five, what did I tell you? I said the only way Dustin could lose the Masters is if he hits the flag on 15. Yeah, said. which you did not me. like that. No, you did not like when I said that. That's very true. Yeah, I can think of Seve uh, screwed up uh, in the 86 Masters. He fatted it in the water on 15. But again, I think he was pressing a little bit. And uh, Francesco Molinari last year in 2019 had to have a uh, score though, right? A little bit. And 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 Curtis, I think, hit it in the water there. So in, it when can he was happen. But yeah, chasing. if you have a four shot lead or even a two shot lead, you know you can play that hole a way that takes a lot of trouble out of it. And that's again the beauty of. The whole same with 13 is Dustin lays up today. It's like, you know, you had to probably six or five right now. But it's like, well, I don't need to take this on. And there's a lot of risk. And I can make my birdie or definitely make my par if I just lay this thing up uh, wisely. So I think that's the cool part um, about those holes. But, yeah, you it does it does kind of 
take some fire away when someone has a big lead because it ends up being more about if somebody can make some fireworks happen, then it would come up and be like someone's going to explode 13 through 18. I don't, I've never really seen an explosion with the lead after, like you said, after 12. And, and you kind of need to be playing with the leader. You know, I feel like there's no other golf course that is more important than what your tee time is. It's like you need to be in the final grouping or pairing. And when you're not, you're at a massive disadvantage because every hole you play, they've still got to play. Yeah. And after 12, you know, that can be a bad thing, right? I mean, if you're playing a golf course where the back nine is is nearly impossible, you're thinking about it like a Wingford or Oakmont or a place like that, and there's so many trains. Yeah. What's that? You can post the score. You can post the score. I just feel like Augusta, the posting isn't as important as having the holes left to play. And yeah. when you're dusting in the final group and you've got all these holes to play and you make par on 12, it's like, Okay, but if I need to make two birdies coming in, I know I can because yeah. I've got the power and the distance to it's get into those It's the same with the cut. Fives. I mean, the cut line, as we've talked about, is a lot very similar to like trying to win a golf tournament in a weird way because you have a number that you know you right. need to get to. And yeah, once I double 11, I'm par 12, and I get to 13 through 16, I'm like, all right, well, if you want to be aggressive here, I mean, shoot, we got really aggressive on 15 on on Friday and like hooked a ball around the trees and had, you know, pretty short eagle putt. And it's like, you can take those shots on and, and, now you know what you need to do. But at the same time, if I was playing with the lead at that shot, I, I could just chip it down to the right and have a very remedial wedge in and, and not really take on any kind of bogey, especially not double or triple. So Right, you could make six. You're not going to yeah, make seven. So someone like Dustin, even Max. if somebody made a birdie or eagle, like he was still going to have a one or two shot lead. And he's like, well, I can make birdie pretty normally with a wedge, but I definitely won't be backing up to you. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
brought up 15 on on Friday. God, just watching it, it was it hurt me. It was I I was I had the ice tray out of the <laughs> freezer. I was cracking the ice cubes. I was I was looking through to see what I was would thinking pour of our best. steak walk. I was gonna steak walk, walk with the crystal. I know you were bummed about missing the cut. I know that's obviously a bummer. Um, but I, you know, I, you were lining up that putt. I'm like, he's going to catch this. I was in a pretty like bad spot of mental, uh, a b- bad mental state on that hole. And after I missed the putt, <laughs> I told Joe, I said, just add it to the list of disappointments for the week because I missed one on 13. He even told me, he's like, get this out of the way. So you get your Eagle out of the way. Right. Right. And right. I just missed it from like 20 feet. And then I had another Eagle putt on 13, but it was really hard. And then I had this one on 15 and I missed it. And it just, cause at that point it felt like I wasn't going to make the cut. You know, again, I did think it was going to be one under and I played, you know, my ass off coming in to have a chance. But that putt, I was like, at least if I miss this cut, I can go home saying I made an eagle at Augusta. And I, of course, I missed it. So that was a, just a that was, a you know, the cherry on top of like the shit Sunday <laughs> was like I really wanted <laughs> the something shit, the shit positive <laughs> to leave. Yeah, the shit Friday. Yeah. Uh, so that was a that was a crushing. Um, that was I'm, a crushing I'm sorry. Miss. See, I, I shouldn't have brought it up. No, that's it's my fine. Because that's oh. what I think about a lot, too, is like. I, again, the butterfly effect of like, if I make that putt, it's not like I automatically birdie 16 still and par the last two, like you never know, but it would have given me a lot more life to make that cut. And it also would have boosted my spirits to the sense I would have been really thrilled with just like at least accomplishing something during, you know, my, my couple of days at, a, at, a, at the masters, a uh, favorite food item that you had. This is so just, I mean, I think people listened to the last episode, but you'd never been to Augusta, never been to the masters before. So this was your first, uh, walk around property yeah I, so i don't eat cheese really so i, I didn't have a pimento cheese uh, i heard they're really good the chicken sandwiches i did lacy have really one good. she had one she said it was good joe said it was good like everyone reps it um but it's so funny like you go into the dining and there's a like a little menu and it's like the burger was great and you know, the food's really good but you know one day i'm like reading the menu and i'm trying to mull over what i wanted because i didn't really want a burger uh, at the time, because I had to go back out and practice, and uh, the guy's like, "Hey, like you can just order whatever you want." <laughs> and I was that like, "That's pretty cool." And that was overwhelming because I was like, I, "You know." So what'd you go with? Uh, I got pasta because it was on like this, like they had like a daily special. Because I couldn't come up. How do you come up with whatever you want? Like I, that's too big a question. Like if someone asked you whatever you want to eat, like what would you? Pick? Right. I mean, it's why I don't go to Cheesecake Factory. I can't look <laughs> yeah, through that menu. It's too, menu. it's too, it's too, it, it's also the answer. I think I've said this before. It's also the answer to the only appropriate answer to the question. If you had to eat at one restaurant the rest of your life, the only answer you should be answering to that is cheesecake because you could literally have everything you've ever wanted. Now it might not be a plus. It could be a it might be a B minus or a C plus, but at least you could get I fajitas. I think so. I think it's great too. But you get fajitas, you get a steak, yeah. you get pasta, you get tacos, you get a burger, you get any sandwich on the planet. You can get cheesecake drizzled in everything. Um, so that's the answer to that. They also did. Did they have on the menu when you were like on the veranda and you were eating? Did they have on the menu that that taster sandwich thing? Was that on the menu? No, I did not see that. What's that? So that was, I believe, that was when I the last time I've eaten lunch there on the veranda, which I don't think the media can do anymore. But uh, the last time I was there, I think I was there with like Kyle Porter and KVB, and we were having Sunday lunch. One of the options was you could get the taster of the sandwiches, and it's like, it's like the little kind of the sandwich, the 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 um like the Sunday brunch size sandwiches yeah, little, of egg salad and yeah. pimento cheese and you there's a couple Dustin, other ones they Dustin throw in there. Dustin probably had a few of those. He said he oh, loves sandwiches. I can't wait to see what Dustin's champions menu is going to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never really cared. I don't know if it's going to be super boring or just like 
very spot on Dustin. You know what's going to happen is Dustin's going to call or they're going to call him, whatever the process is for this. And the guy on the phone is going to be the same guy that told you that at lunch. Yeah, you can have anything you want. you want. And he's going to go, I don't know, man. You just pick. Yeah, you pick. Whatever pick you your want. favorite thing. Are the fajitas good? I'm I'll fine with whatever. Tiger, what, you know. <laughs> I would just ask Tiger, what do you want to eat next year? What If you have had won this Masters, the number one thing you should have done is just say, I'll have the same champion's meal as Tiger did. Yeah. Following the Tiger best like you more. Ever. Now yeah. you got a good friend. Um, favorite Fred Couples moment or comment from Freddie playing a couple rounds with him at a guy. Uh, it was great the first day because, you know, we both, uh, he didn't play great, but we were talking a lot, uh, as, as I might have mentioned. Like, I Dodger talk? Freddie a little bit. Uh, a little Dodger talk. We were talking about how exciting that was. I asked him if he, he didn't end up going to the game, but he, he was thinking about it. Um, but my favorite moment happened twice, but on 15, uh, the first day, as as I, as everyone has talked about, there was some organic substance on everyone's ball. And that fairway, especially both days, I had to kind of play with something on the golf ball. And um, Fred, like, was going before me, and he hit this. I wasn't really watching him, but he hits his layup, and it sounded like he, like, it was really bad contact. And I was like, whoa, when I look over, and it, the ball is, like, not above my head. And it was screaming down the fairway. And I was just like, it was so sick. He was getting the mud off the golf ball on the layup. He was making sure it rolled and didn't plug. So I went over to him. Interesting. I went over to him. I said, that is the most old guy veteran move I've ever seen. He was laughing. He's like, that was pretty good. I said, I said, after you hit it, I was like, that's the smartest thing. Like I could have thought of. He did it again on Friday. So it so, so it's like it's my, like a it's like a, a wor- almost like yeah, an intentional a, worm burner. Yeah, almost. burn the ball, like the mud off the ball. Cause if you think about it, if you were to lay up with an eight iron. It's going to land soft and maybe kick up more organic substance. Um, this way, he's like, I'm just basically going to hit a punch shot down there. And he just hit like a thin punch shot and just ran it down the hill. You know what's weird is is both layups from Dustin today, now that I think about yeah. it, were kind of a little That's what you shots. do. You try to take all the chance of like had you ever, bad happening. Had anybody ever told you that? Or I you mean, ever- I had thought, Joe and I had talked about it on 13, because uh, 13 was like, I thought the most wet place because it's the lowest, one of the lowest spots. Right. And it was in the shade. So we had talked about in the practice round, like if you're going to lay up, we got to hit like a low hook and get something off it. Uh, and then 15, we had talked about it too. So I'm kind of saying this in jest that I never like considered hitting it low. But when Fred did it, it was just more fun, the interaction. Just I got to call him old and he got to <laughs> nod and agree. And I also got to see him, you know, make birdie and, and do like, you know, it's just it was just a cool. It was just you're watching a savvy, savvy ass veteran. That's like, savvy be for sure. Just, you know, it was. I don't know. It was just, it was fun to have like that little moment. Um, we also had a moment up in the bushes on 12, but that wasn't quite as fun. That is not as much fun. Yeah. As this place is, this I got place. to throw his golf ball back twice when he was trying to drop up in the hill and it <laughs> wouldn't stay. So we played catch. I played catch with my, with my favorite human. <laughs> Me and Freddie were playing he catch. He seemed on, less happy. On 12 at yeah. Augusta. Um, what was the favorite? What was your favorite shot? The one you'll remember from your first Masters that you pulled off when you hit whatever. The shot on fifteen was so sick. You uh, were kind of telling me about it before we started going just with so the substance on the ball. Yeah, the, so I hit a drive and I, I went for like the mega smash and I I hit it hard but not high, so it didn't really carry very far. And again, it was really soft, so it just didn't really get out there very far. And I was a little left to a left pin, and so I'm behind those trees. And I got up there and I had some substance on the left side of my ball on the right side of my ball which means that um it's gonna uh hook like that's the way the the right. would work so uh it kind of set up in my favor but we had 237 i had to go for it and i had three iron in my hand and it's again that left pin so i had to hook it probably 25 yards 
but with the with with the substance on it, I could. Um, wonder when people are going to be annoyed with me saying substance. I think it's okay word. though. I think you're. I think you're doing what you got to do. You know what? Sometimes you've got to take the media hat off and just be the player, yeah. and you're doing the right thing now with the, <laughs> with the substance. I can say mud, but you've got to occasionally be a little. Uh, you've got to. You've got to listen. You got to dance, man. I got to dance. So doing the dance. So I aimed it at the right bunker and drew it probably like five to ten yards. And again, like as we talked about, like you have to really flush that shot, and I flushed it. I hit it so freaking well, and it went up there, and it starts to hook, and then then the stuff takes it even further left, and now it's hooking like on the pin. And Joe in the air, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he's like, "Oh my god!" Like it was so good, and it landed like twelve feet, and it was just such a. Again, there's so many shots you've seen on 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 the coverage and stuff that you, as as a fan, you're watching like, how does somebody do that? Like how? And then I in that moment, I like had that shot and I did it and it was just like it was as good as I can hit a golf ball and that was so cool so that one's going to be the one that sticks out in my head just it was it's just such a good golf shot like a great shot on an iconic hole great shot iconic hole in a moment for me where I was you know I needed to do something special and unfortunately missing the putt like obviously didn't didn't cap off such a great moment for me but it was all in all like something I will remember as a cool moment from from the Masters all right, Max, favorite item you purchased uh, at Augusta, either for someone or for yourself? Uh, I really like the flag. Um, that was in front like of my house? Out front of your house. And Shout Henry, out Lacey. Henry looked cool in the hat, too. Yeah. So that was that was, that was was out there. There's a lot of cool stuff. I actually never, uh, on the way out, I was in such a foul, not foul mood, but like I, I was like depressed. And uh, Lacey's like, okay, I hadn't been in the clubhouse yet, uh, to the pro shop to see the stuff. And I was like, I don't really want anything. I'm fine. I have a hat. My buddy Ray got me a hat um, a few years, uh, two years ago. Uh, and Joe was like, put his foot down. He goes, Max, like he's basically was like, stop being a baby. Like, right. Go, you need to go in the store and get yourself something. So I went in and um, I, uh, I was, I didn't really know what I wanted. Uh, I got a couple hats for uh, uh, Steven and Peter who uh, were supposed to be here this week. So that sucked. And I got myself another hat, but I got a head cover, just a normal like green Augusta National head cover. But then I found one in a like a box, and it was like the 2020 commemorative Scotty Cameron head cover. So I was like, all right, I'm getting that. Too. <laughs> a bunch of people were buying this putter that was like the commemorative putter. They, they have they have a they, it's they have a Scotty Cameron Scotty Cameron Masters year but by it was year five putter. Five grand. <laughs> Somebody apparently bought like five. Um, I did not buy that, but I did buy a head cover if I ever could afford that putter. Um, but I got the, the head cover sweet. Like I was, that's my, by far my favorite thing I like own at this point, you know, like that, that is, you, 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 you hope to one day be able to to get the Scotty putter. Yeah. If I would have made the cut, maybe I get the putter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and by the way that I did want to mention this, uh, Max was nice enough to buy. It's a very, just the simple Masters white Augusta hat. Like, it's not anything about the year. It's everything you'd want if you don't have a Masters hat. It's cool. It's white. We're going to figure out some way to give this away to listeners, probably on Instagram. So follow the at Get a Grip Pod account. But we'll let you know either here or uh, or on our social channels. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give that away to uh, – do you say a lucky fan? Is that what you say? If you feel lucky, then sure. Yeah, if whatever you, just, you feel. If you're just – a person you could be a person. And you don't even have to be a fan either. You I mean you don't have no. to like us that much. No, not even like at all. No. I mean it's so yeah, let's take a look. Let's say if you like out. getting a grip on things. Let's say uh you, by the way, did you hear Nance say get a grip on the clubhouse? Did and, he? Oh wait. Uh oh no, I'll put this in my flight. Uh, Tim Tim cut it. We'll have to we'll have to throw that in there. You know what, Tim? 
throw it in right now if, if you can. Uh, it's Jim Nance saying get a grip on the clubhouse. <laughs> and also listen to the clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I had Jim Nance on last week. Uh, but hopefully Tim throws that at Get a grip. Uh, anyway, uh, that's enough for my favorites. I do want to get into flights. I know uh, we're getting close to that hour mark that we always get to. Uh, and I'm assuming you've got some good flights. Do you have um, one that you want to start off with? Well, Feel Good Friday, actually on a Friday, getting to play the Masters with Fred Couples is, there's nothing cooler. Is this the first time we've had a Feel Good Friday that actually Friday, somehow somehow so. was on or included a Friday in it? I think so. That was that was uh, monumental. When I saw the pairing, I freaked out. I couldn't believe how lucky I was to be able to, hey, Gronkowski made a touchdown for you. Nice. Your fantasy team. That a baby. Um, I couldn't. I, I, it just felt incredibly fortunate to get to experience that with someone that I've looked up to, like the coolest guy you can imagine. Um, was he was he a top five pick? I, I was I was yeah, talking, I talked to this about I talked to this actually on the podcast with Jim Nance about because he obviously is so close with Freddie. But I said, you know, my buddy Max is um, landed couples for Thursday, Friday. And I was like, it's got to be a top five pick. And he agreed. But. I was trying to think. Let's we go had through Tiger this. one. Then Let's Freddie two. Is that right? Number that's two? how me and Joe had it. You got to think like, first off, like I do know him. He's easy to play with. He's fun. I know his caddies. Caddies caddied for me twice. Mark Cheney. Um, but you're playing like a place that he is synonymous with. Correct. In your first ever masters. And it's just like, I just don't know who else I'd ever want to play with. Because it's, it's hard. You're telling me it's hard to put a modern player ahead. Well, of yeah, couples. I wouldn't put. Yeah, I wouldn't put. I've played golf with so many of these other guys. Right. Like Tigers won any time, but even more so at the Masters. I, I just don't know. Fred, Freddie is too easy. I was trying. I was trying. I was wondering if I figured he'd be top five. I'm surprised he's two. That's very cool. I'm see. That's even cooler that they did. Yeah, that. Way to go. Awesome. Way to go. Whatever person or algorithm figures out yeah, how to pair whom you. together. That's very cool. Um, good. Feel good Friday. Do you have you have other flights? Uh, I have a best thing I heard this week from Michael Kim. Michael, <laughs> Michael texted me this long thing the other day. And he, he's like, I just listened to the podcast. I got I, I need you to relay to Shane. Um, the steak walks is Easily the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. He said, it's so bad that I want to be part of the inaugural steak walk. I goes, I want to come out and be the first guy to get to go on a steak walk. <laughs> and I was dying. I was like, dude, that is so spot on. It's such a bad idea that it's gained traction. It's like, we do need to do it. You know, what's funny is I, I had a lot of people on social, you know, talk about how it was a horrible idea. And then I had probably the same amount of people send me messages that were like, I want to go on a steak walk. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 562- 
314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So I want to give um, the Masters some, some serious kudos. Just... The Masters was an event, and I know we talked a little bit about the front nine thing earlier, but the Masters, I mean, joking about the, all the shots and the bubble and everything they could do. But, you know, the Masters really has become like the leader in all things golf, and I would argue sport, right? I mean, you know, them having the, them ha- them understanding where we're at in 2020 and the year that it was, and maybe they've thought about the Lee Elder thing for years and they just decided to do it in 2021, but it's like perfect timing. And a, and a great announcement to make for this, you know, different year, right? Different Masters, having a November Masters, having one start back up in, in five months. We get the, the April one, and you get such a cool announcement like that. And then they just, they don't splash the headlines about their news and technology and what the experience is going to be for fans. They just present it on Wednesday and let you know about it and then let it go. And it's, it really does. I mean, when you're at home, like me, this week watching the Masters, you can be as into it as you want to be. And that is really cool. You can experience every golf shot from every player and have all these favorites and on your my group, or you can simply just tune into the coverage and watch three hours like my dad does and be fine with it. And I just feel like they do an unbelievable job at, at giving the the correct taste for a whole bunch of different palates. Yeah. They, they push the limit. I thought this year, especially I give them kudos that, you know, their masters was not the masters we are accustomed to. And they put their neck out kind of was like, all right, well, we, you, we, you guys want a masters. We're going to give you one. And you know, the course was still incredible, but it clearly was softer and not, it didn't have the fire. And they're like, we're going to do it. And we're going to do our absolute best. And they did their best. And they gave us something that we've been kind of needing to watch. We want to see this stuff. Like we want, we miss the masters. The fact that we get another one in five months is so cool, but they had to kind of put their reputation out on the line here and they did it. And there was, you know, like you said, there wasn't a big, Hey, thank us for this. It was just a, Hey, like we're going to do it. And you know, we hope you like it. And I thought it was awesome that they did. Yeah. They, I mean, it just, they, they pulled it off as I think people would have assumed they would pull it off. You know, I mean, that's uh that's again what's so freaking cool about what goes down each and every year there, especially now, is I just feel like they continually they go one up every year. One yeah. up every year. Let's make it a little better this year. They don't get content. They don't get complacent. They just always are pushing the envelope. Where does Dust where where does Tiger putting the green jacket on Dustin Johnson? Do you think it's a top five talent in terms of the 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 presentation? Or in terms of like one goatee type handing the jacket to another yeah tiger and phil went back to back a couple times right once faldo put it on tiger when tiger won in 97 which is sick 
VJ put it on Tiger. VJ put it on Tiger. But this impressive. is up there, man. Because like I said, Dustin's not done yet. Uh, um, Bernhard put it on Jack. In God, shout out to Bernhard. My God. Like, this is a joke. There's not even stuff to say. It's not just Augusta. It's not like he's couples in this thing every year and he shows up and plays well. It's all the time, all the time, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Every single event, he he competes and wins. It's so crazy to me. I'm now I'm like going through all these things. Tom Watson put it on Gary Player in '78. That's a cool good. one. Uh, Sevy put it on Tom Watson in '81. Uh, oh, we I think I got it. I think I got the best one. Maybe. Hold on, let me see. No, we've got Arnie and Jack passing it back and forth. Obviously, that's probably the best it's going to be. Ben Hogan put it on Sneed. Who did Lloyd Mangrum put it on? Uh, Lloyd uh, <laughs> ferociously flexed it on. Uh, he didn't win, right? Did he win one? I don't know. I just assumed the Iceman had a Masters. I saw a lot of Lloyd stuff early in the week. Yeah, he didn't win one. But there you go. I mean, it's Jack and Arnie. It's it's Arnie, Gary, Jack, and that stretch from like 61 to 67 where they were all winning. Yeah, it's Masters. pretty good. Um, but anyway, I mean, Tiger putting on uh, Dustin Johnson is pretty great. Uh, I mean, I know, again, I know the week wasn't what you wanted in terms of how you played or what you or what you did kind of uh you know making missing the cup by one and all that but i mean you know it's still you know you still probably had pinch me moments and it still has to be one of those things that you're going to look back yeah, the, on the, like, the worst worst thing i heard this week after the fact was uh th- that i was repping no 10 shot rule <laughs> and i got 10 shot ruled <laughs> you did rep the i, I would have made it <laughs> i know i thought about that i'm still too. cool with it but it would have you know you were like i'm out on the 10 shot rule and you were like i probably should have waited yeah, till Friday waited, to figure yeah. out what the deal was <laughs> yeah every other masters you would have made the cut and this is the one where they take the 10 shot rule out. uh next time next time it wouldn't be a real tournament if i made the cut on the number <laughs> um just again dustin johnson 2020 uh just to put a kind of a bow on what he's done over the last four months uh dustin over the last Three months has shot 30 under in a PJ Tour event and 20 under in a major. So Jeez. that's 50 under in two events, and uh, that'll get it done. We've talked about like floodgates here and there. You know, pe- people do like, oh, you know, once, you know, uh, whoever wins their first tournament, it's going to, the floodgates going to open. Once Dustin wins his first major, the floodgates are going to open. It's highly possible that once Dustin won his second major, they might open because winning majors is hard. Uh, I remember two years ago I was in my group chat and Joe's in my group chat and we were talking about Colin Morikawa and I told him that this kid is beyond the real deal. And I said, he's going to win four majors. And Joe said, dude, like Dustin has one major and it hit me. I was like, winning majors is so hard. So it's not a guarantee that someone just cause I think they're really, really good. is going to have so many majors. You know, their quote this week was, uh, Jack Nicholas talking about Tiger saying that him and Arnold, the first time they saw him, Arnold Palmer, the first time they saw him decided like he's going to win as many as we have combined. And that's 10 masters that just, sorry, just masters. That's 10. Tiger has had a great, great master as five. So it's just, it's so easy to think it's just, you just do it. And it, it, it's so much harder than you think. So I'm thinking that maybe Dustin does open the floodgates, but even if they do, maybe he gets to four or five. I mean, getting to 10 now would be insane. So, uh, it's it's cool to see. I, I still then the, the week I still feel as as a golf fan I feel emptier knowing that Rory didn't win it. Like I don't know what it is. I I, I love Rory. I feel oh, like he deserves it. Rory. He he did his run, but he just had a day that just held him back. Um, seeing Rory and Dustin go toe to toe out there would have been so fun. Um, so you 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 kind of hope for him. 
what what Dustin's kind of done in in the last year or two of just catching hot fire and showing you just how dominant they are. Um, but man, it, it was a cool Masters. We had a cool leaderboard. Oh, the one of my other least favorite things to see here, whatever. I can't stand when it's a WGC or a major and people on social media are like, God, look at this leaderboard. I love the leaderboard. It's like, this is like the best players in the world. Of course, it's going to be a good leaderboard. Like that's especially why the, the Masters only invites certain especially people. Especially this event, right? Yes. The Masters of all the events. I mean, I've always said, I feel like it's got to be the easiest event to win if you get into the field. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, mean, it's like hardy eyes, this leaderboard. Yeah, I mean, it's the Masters. <laughs> like who else? How many people could be not up, like, up there where you'd be like, oh, who's that guy? You have to win or be top 50 in the world. Like, that's how you, you do it. That's how you get in the field. Yeah. Uh, Rory, just quickly. I, I, I mean, it's not to your level. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know Rory more than a couple of conversations here and there. But, you know, I mean, Rory is a guy that I, as a, as a golf fan, root for Rory. I want to see Rory complete the career Grand Slam. I want to see Rory win at Augusta National. All that, right? It was a hard watch this week with Rory, man. I mean, it was just, it was hiking Everest. It was two steps forward, one step back. So much. And, uh, and, and you know, if we didn't care so much, we would just look at the leaderboard later and go, ah, Rory finished T5th. Great week. But I feel like when you watch it in real time and you watch the emotions that go with a Rory McIlroy Masters, it's like exhausting, man. I'm like tired after watching. It's like, you know... The problem is we know what he's capable of, and it's literally like anything. Yes. And it's like the expectations as the fan is just too high, and I fall into the same trap when I watch him. It's like I've seen him do things that I think are just unbelievable, like truly unbelievable. And you watch him, and you're like, how how, like how like, did you do – like how did you shoot over par that day? And of course, he's a human being. Of course, it's – you know that that's a possibility but then he you know goes and shoots his easiest six under you've ever seen you're like why like why doesn't that have more but it just shows you how hard golf is um but it's more so like the fans it's fun watching how how happy rory is when you bring up his family and his kid like it's just so cool and he clearly doesn't need this for him to to win um the masters but for us fans like i we kind of need it a little bit it feels like dust it feels like it's not there's players that you root for. I, I was talking to you about this earlier, and I hope this comes off right. There's players like Sergio that you felt like you really wanted to see win a major because you knew how good he was, but he had had some pretty heart, heartbreaking moments. Um, and like you, you kind of pined for him to win one a little bit. But then there's people like Dustin and Rory where it's, it's in the same league and maybe even a slightly like heightened in a weird way for Dustin, I guess would be a better example at this stage. I guess Rory, I don't know. They're kind of in the same bubble where it's like, you feel like they deserve it. Like that's how I felt like when I rooted for Sergio, like I felt like he deserved a major, like not that it changes his life, but you're just like, you can't end your career without a major. Like you've been in the thick of it so many times. You're so good. That's how I feel about Dustin. Like you can't just have one major, man. Like you're so you're so good. Like you deserve more than that. Rory, you deserve the career grand slam. You're clearly good enough for the career grand slam. Then you have other players where it's like, you're happy they won, but it's not to that level. Cause you don't get that many generational talents that don't, nobody can accomplish what you'd like expect. Like even tiger, like we expect him to win 25 majors. Right. Like you, you can't always live up to that hype, but like 
there's certain benchmarks that you need, like you feel like as a fan, you need them to get to. And that's why Dustin Johnson needs to have a green jacket. And, and that's how I feel about Rory. Rory needs to have a green jacket. I will remember Rory as one of the best ever and same with Dustin, but I will remember Rory as one of the best ever. And I believe he's going to do it, but I, 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 as a fan, want it. Like, I want it more than I'm sure even, like, he wants it. Right, well, I mean, I, and I feel like, you know, kind of conversely on that, it, when you think about some of the players over the course of golf history that didn't accomplish certain things, like Colin Montgomery not winning a major, kind of feels like, like, how did he not win one, right? He was there all the time. He was one of the best players in the world. Phil not winning a U.S. Open. I mean, he was he was so close so many times. Yeah, that's another one. good one. And then you yeah. think so many of these Masters players that I, I talk about this a lot is, kind of to your point where you go, you know, this person feels like they deserve one. And there's so many guys on that list and, 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 and women on that list on the, on the LPGA side, where you think they deserve this major, they should have won one of these and then their careers in. And it's why I always warn, you know, broadcasters, media, media members, podcasters, everybody, when somebody gets close and doesn't, it's real easy to say, well, they'll get theirs. And I hear it yeah. all the time. You hear it a lot about so many people. You go, well, th they'll get theirs eventually. And you go, yeah, but they might not. You know, Ernie never won the Masters. Weisskopf never won the Masters. Norman never won the Masters. And it sure seemed like they were going to win a few of them, right? Yeah. I feel like Sergio was a great example of that. You know, we, we kept saying when Sergio would get close, he'll eventually win one. And it's like, you know, he was a Justin Rose putt away from not having one in his career. Yeah. I mean, and thank goodness he finally got to win one. And he got to win one that is 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 the most coveted but uh all in all a good week fun to watch dustin play like that you know i, I know blowouts are not a lot of fun they're just because they don't have a lot of drama but when when dustin's clicking it is it is fun to watch it's just different to watch he's a guy like a tiger where when he's blowing the field out if blowing the field away i don't think that it's a oh my gosh we have to watch you know it's truly enjoyable um max we have um what it looks like just about Three full days <laughs> when people are listening to this left of Max Homa in his 20s. Yeah. Uh, so, Max, we, we are going to have to put together, I guess it would be for the next podcast. I'm already going to be 30. I, was, I, I didn't plan this right. But I was we'll, supposed to be able to roast you for like a whole podcast you know about we'll, how old you are. We'll do it for the next one. It'll be your final. It'll be your final. It's not going to hit the same. I'm maybe, gonna be, maybe I'm we'll, going to be old. Yeah, no, it's true. But anyway, I mean. You've talked a lot about my age on this podcast over the months. <laughs> I'm regretting it. <laughs> it, uh, it 30s here. And um, you ready for it? You, you looking forward to it? Man, um, I guess Joe told me the other day uh, that 30s is your prime in golf. And I freaking hope so, because this has been a long enough bad run of golf. <laughs> um, no, no. I, uh, I'm not quite ready for it. I guess you when you when you play a sport, you picture, you know, where you'll be in your career at times. And I know that 12 year old Max figured. I don't think he had podcasting in his, in his sights, but I think he had pictured winning, you know, a major by now and not just being happy to be at one. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the thirties bring that spark, uh, the Jimmy Walker spark, where he just got it all clicking. But uh, I don't feel a whole lot older, except when I play 27 holes at Augusta National and my body hurts after. <laughs> so I guess that was a clue. But um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm excited. It'd be nice to join join the club that you have. You have kind of you, you've really grown into Shane. Like oh. you, you make 30s not seem so bad. You know, it, I mean, it's not bad. Everybody listening that's gone through the 30s. It's and everybody listening that hasn't just know 
not as bad as you think. Now, the hangover is going to be bad. I just turned 37 you did. this past week. And um, how'd that feel? It's just, again, it's just a, a step closer to 40. And now 40 is real. See, it doesn't. Yeah. See, that's what's funny about your birthday is like, I, it was obviously it's your birthday. It's exciting. But like, I never once thought about how like old you are. So like, I guess 40 would, it's only benchmarks by every 10 years now. So I think, I guess that's where, that's where the well, 30s start to. And, and prepare yourself for this. Cause I think it's about 33 or 34. You forget how old you are. <laughs> oh God. Well, it's, but it's easy. Cause you're like, I wait, believe you. What am I? I am, believe you. I mean, you're, you know, your master's bio even had the, had two different ages. So they were, wrong, they were wrong about a you lot were of things. You were 30 and 29. You were two different ages. You were a 30 year old golfer and a 20 year old golfer in that. Uh, Max, I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for sharing with us your master's week. Thanks for uh, diving into Dustin. Excited for your birthday? Yeah, it'll and, be uh, a yeah, it'll be a good birthday. It's gonna be a good birthday. I Drink a little a tequila. I haven't been drinking very much, so I guess I can. I guess I can let it rip. That's gonna be your, That's gonna be the thing you ramp up at thirty. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just get back drink into it. More. Get back into it. I feel like it was light on the twenties. Everybody, enjoy your week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we will let you know, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, what we're gonna do with this Masters hat. So. Uh, follow us on social, follow at get a grip pod on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we'll give uh, a lucky listener a ma- master's hat courtesy of the homas. <laughs> well, thanks, Shane. Uh, you know, thanks everybody for supporting. First Masters was fun. I hope there's a bunch more we can talk about. Um, so I hope everybody washes their hands uh, so we could have fans at the next uh, <laughs> Masters. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. So, you know, hope everybody's planning well for that. And uh, we did just see Aaron Rodgers win the football game against the Jaguars. So it is a good day. It's a great day. It's a great day. What did people, what are, what is the most important thing to do? Again, just one more time so we can have fans. Wash your hands. Get a grip. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
for a limited time. Save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.